Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. Today, we're going to talk about the February Toronto Real Estate Board statistics. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, hope you had a great week and welcome back. And we've got the stats out while they came out, I guess about uh, six or so days ago now. Um, But of course, we're going to break them all down for you here because that seems to be our most popular episodes each month. Everybody wants to know what's happening with the real estate market. That's Toronto though, isn't it? Everybody wants to know. Yeah, that's what people talk about. Yeah, weather. And always has been. In real estate. Yeah. Weather, real estate. That's about it. What you do, maybe? Eh. Your car? Distant thirds and fourths, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, it's always real estate. Always real estate, which is, you know, we love to talk about, so. Um, But yeah, very interesting month. You know, if you've been following us here, you know that we were anticipating things to have turned a corner a little bit in terms of the numbers because that was what we were experiencing, especially in the latter half of February. Yeah, you're always wondering if, you know, your own, like, anecdotal experience is, you know, going to reflect in the numbers. And yeah. To, to some extent, because our feelings or our experiences were so prevalent, we assumed they would. We really did. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. Um, I still think they will. <laughs> yeah, me too. I can just, you know, I can just tell you that I was in... You know, and this is, it's, I think it's definitely specific to certain regions, right. but I was absolutely unbelievably busy with showings and multiple offers and trying to get in to see places and not being able to get appointments. And this went on for me, it's still going on mm-hmm. for weeks. So I yeah. thought for sure, you know, I was in multiple offers one had 18, one was 20, one was four, you know, everything. I haven't seen anything sell, not in multiples for so long in the markets I'm working in that I just assumed the whole yeah, it's, city it's, was like that. It's got to be very local. I know um, I, I um, haven't been out to the GTA, but, you know, I've looked at uh, a few things in North Toronto and a few things kind of in um, East York proper, and um, the North Toronto ones, um, three places I saw um, did not have offer dates, but did the kind of equivalent of that, which is asked for 48 hours yeah. for your offers. And in all three cases, the agent called me and, and said, you know, they're only getting, um, you know, people who aren't really motivated and people who are trying to lowball um, and they're not selling. Mm. And then uh, one on the street where I live in East York, I thought for sure would go a, a semi listed at I think seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine, and it was relisted at one six. Interesting. Um, so it is. Yeah, it I is yeah it is localized. I thought mm. I was going to say before you said that last mm-hmm. bit, I was going to say it's probably a price point issue, but obviously not. No, not the little. Uh, yeah. Now the um, semi, I think it was like an estate sale, and I think. That's a hard one. Yeah, because I was in an East York multiple offer situation last week too. And the day before that, there was another one 
on the street, mm. uh, two streets over that got 16 offers. So yeah, there's a couple that have come out lately, not far from me that I think are going to go crazy. So yeah. I think it is, you know, I think there's always a reason, but this one that uh, my client actually was really interested in, um, in North Toronto, but, um, unfortunately her budget only allowed her to maybe go to about 300,000 under mm. the, uh, asking price. And, um, uh, at the time, the agent said, this thing's going to fly. This thing's going to fly. And she called me right, yesterday right, saying, right. would your client still be interested? Right. Like that's. But I, I just want to make that. this clear, though, to everybody that I don't think that's the norm. I don't know. Well, it might be in North Toronto. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. But I can, I mean, I've been in seven multiple offers presentations over the last three weeks in all parts of the city. Yeah. I and I, know. so I don't want people here thinking right. Right. that they're. Like, cause yeah, I think true. people need to understand that yeah. most everything that I'm seeing, if you're under a million dollars or maybe 1.5, almost everything has an offer date. So just because you see something right. listed for 999, you have yeah, to make this sure one that was either you know, 799 or 899. I think that's an anomaly. They, they, yeah. I just, just because, I mean, and I just quickly ran numbers while we were, before we started here and in every market in the last 30 days that I checked, everything has gone over a hundred percent of the asking price. So I don't know where all I can assume is the stats and we're going to go over them, that the stats themselves are more reflective of incorporating some of the higher end properties that are selling for less. Well, you know, but the two things don't necessarily, necessarily contradict each other, do they? So things can be selling or over asking and also be down significantly those things can happen at the same time they can but i think in in my situation they're not selling for less money so i'm thinking that the higher end you know probably everything one five and up is selling for a lot for less than it was maybe things in the lower end are not Mm -hmm. uh and together that's what's come up with this sort of balance so we would need to look it seems a little bit like a dichotomy like something's not making sense yeah we i think we would you know you'd really need to look at so many different factors to kind of Mm -hmm. you know run all the numbers through now Mm -hmm. the other thing about this is that there is a a huge proportion of the sales in February under a million dollars. In fact, almost 60% of sales that happened in February were under a million dollars. That is way more than normal. So normally this time last year, for example, 36%. So you've got a lot of first time buyers entering the market and they are looking under a million dollars for obvious reasons. And so that is skewing some of that, those uh, yeah. overall price point numbers yeah, as well. Where are they finding places under a million dollars? A lot of condos. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, a lot of condos, um, which have not dropped that much in price. Yeah. Um, but I think also you have to think about when we are talking about the Toronto Real Estate Board statistics, this is all of the GTA Right. There are lots of places where you can get something under a million dollars, right? Not just in Toronto. So, you know, there's lots in Durham, for example, lots in Brampton. There are, there are a lot of homes out there still for under a million. So, um, you know, there are places people can go. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, all of that combined, when you, when you really look at how this breaks out and there's more houses sold under a million dollars, well, of course, 
If we're looking at 30% more homes sold under a million dollars than last year, of course, that's going to skew the overall price point. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just makes sense. Right. I agree. So the people at the high end are not selling, you know, people are not buying at the high end. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think that's why we're probably seeing a lot of regions doing really well that have lower price points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So all that to say that, uh, we had a drop in everything. We had a drop in sales volume, a uh, substantial drop in sales volume. In fact, it was about 47%. Yeah, which uh, if I remember, it's kind of on par with the drop in sales volume of the last few months. That's right. Every month, it's, the, the message is the same. The yeah. message is clear. Yeah. There's, their cha- houses are not changing hands. Yeah. Last February was the hottest month ever in the, yeah. under the history Stupid. of And, you of know, I've said many estate. times, let's, let's forget. Yeah. Like... Uh, fall 2021 to, you know, mid February. Let, let's yeah. forget that. So, you know, I take that um, comparison with a grain of salt. Exactly. Um, but still, yeah. wow. We also had at the same time a drop of 41% new listings. Yeah. So uh, all of that obviously comes into play. The price of it, of a home in general dropped by 17.9%. I brought the average price point to one, basically 1.1 million, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to 133 the year before. Average days on market, of course, didn't drop. They increased. So they went from <laughs> nine to 22. Yeah. So I think that um, all of that makes sense, really, yeah. given kind of what we're seeing. Uh, yeah. However, I think you and I both anticipated the prices and activity being a little yeah. a little better. Now, the first part of the month was relatively slow. The second part of the month definitely picked up for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, and I don't think they can break, they break down the numbers by what time of month. I wish they did. Yeah, I almost wish we could get like a weekly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we'll go over what that means exactly. So we had a average price in the 416 of a detached at 1.712. Uh, that was down 17.5%. Uh, we had a bigger hit in the 905 this month, and the average detached was 1.357, and that was down 21.5%. Um, those uh, 1.3 something in the 905 mm-hmm. is a familiar number. Like that seems to be where they've always hovered around until they kind of went crazy and then mm-hmm. have come back down. So we had. Um, a, the biggest drop of all in a semi-detached in the 905. Mm-hmm. There just really aren't that many semi-detached in the say. 905, yeah, right? I agree. So again, we have to just kind of look at that. Um, we had uh, condos not so bad. 11% drop in price for condos, and it brought the average condo in the 416 to 728000 and uh, 662 in the 905. So... Again, based on what we've been told from the stats is that, you know, more first-time buyers entering the market, more looking under a million dollars and purchasing under a million. That makes sense that a lot of those people would be buying condos. And I wonder if part, at least, of the increase in days on market is because of that greater um, part of it being condo sales. And, you know, them being maybe, you know, in today's on market includes uh, condos, for example, where you have an accepted offer, but you're waiting for status. status Exactly. So that adds today's on market. And if so many 
are in that price point and so many are condos, that might be skewing the days on market a bit. That's right. Because in homes, as you've experienced, you know, you're getting multiple offers in many areas. Often those sellers you would think have uh, done pre-listing home inspections, so there might be less of that. So the, the actual detached days on market might not... Um, reflect. Yeah, but still, you know, I think days on market, but there's no way going to deny it. They've gone up. But like, have they gone up to crazy, stupid numbers? No, they're pl- no. probably realistic. 21 days on market, yeah. by the way, still makes it a seller's market. Yeah. So, you know, we look at month's supply of inventory in order to determine whether we are at a buyer's market, a seller's market, or a neutral market. We're actually technically still in a seller's market. Mm-hmm. Um hovering on neutral, especially in the last couple months. So, you know, there's something to be said about that. I think it's just, it's an interesting time and uh, certainly no reason to panic. I feel a lot of optimism on, on the market and home pricing based on what I'm experiencing. And I know that there are, you know, I'm in the trenches in all different neighborhoods in all different cities. And I know where I see it slow, you know, Peel region is slow. They feel slow. Things are sitting there a little longer. You know, they're not getting the prices. I see where things have dropped there. I have clients in Mississauga, a few different clients who want to sell and their, their value has really gone down in the last couple of years. So to me, you know, that's probably a market where I would be kind of holding tight if you're a seller just to see what's happening. But your buyers who are looking but in the buyers the Pickering, who are maybe looking, should look to Mississauga. Mississauga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's a, and Brampton, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in Durham region, it's on fire mm-hmm. again. So, you know, Pickering and Ajax, I just took a look a second ago and they were both well over 100% of uh, list price to list ratio. Yeah, it's, it's funny because that eastern part of Toronto, I mean, it, it's, Scarborough. It, it also had the same difference during COVID, didn't it? It did, It yeah. was more on fire than the western part. Yeah. And I wonder why that is. I thought maybe because it was less expensive to begin with. And so maybe, yeah, you the know. opportunity is. There was more opportunity mm-hmm. there. And that, I mean, that could be the same thing now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's the same thing for, for Scarborough. It's been really, really busy in Scarborough in a lot of regions in the lower price point, right? Yeah, and an undervalued area for yes. decades. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when you're looking looking at all that together, you know, it kind of brings a whole picture, but it's hard when they're running the stats or when we're reporting on them, it's really hard to give an accurate, mm-hmm. really accurate picture of what it's like for you sitting there at home who has a townhouse in Leslieville Mm -hmm. or, you know, a a detached bungalow in E10. Like it's, everything is, is different. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, and again, I just quickly ran numbers here for Scarborough for the last 30 days, 110% of asking. So that's, and that's all of Scarborough. Mm -hmm. So, you know, interesting times, Yeah, interesting times. Um, now we were going to talk briefly, I think, about uh, a couple of different things we've been reading. And I thought that RBC report you were talking about today was really interesting. Yeah, I saw, uh, read an RBC uh, study they did, uh, just came, I read about it this morning. And um, they're essentially saying that, um, you know, Canada's housing market is hitting the bottom very soon and uh, forecasting a fairly strong recovery. 
they uh, suggest that um, this spring the bottom will hit and um, there might be a further decline. They estimated, I think, about 7%. Um, and they also suggested that some areas, Ontario being one, that will all happen sooner rather than other provinces. So, yeah. you know, our bottoming out, if you want to call it that, will be sooner than the spring and then forecasted, you know, steady increases after that. So I thought that was interesting. And, and you know, they, they caveat by, I think their um, headline says that unless, they're, unless the economy craters, there is little downside left. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and did they give any indication in that article what they considered to be spring? No, it doesn't say. But, yeah, um, but I think we're we're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, they, um, you know, they point to many factors about the strong fundamentals of Canada's housing market. I mean, our we talk about our population growth, our booming immigration. Um, you know, there's no overbuilding. Anywhere in the country, they say, um, and they look to the key indicator of the historically low inventory of home for sales. Um, and they point to the recent volatility being largely because of the global pandemic and, histo- uh, you know, many years of exceptionally low interest rates had yeah. changed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once both those things are over, Right. Um, their prediction is that the solid fundamentals will once again take over and uh, will come, to, they say, come to the fore in 2024, yeah. um, starting very soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, 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 um, I, uh, I, I mean, that's clearly optimistic, um, but I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, I mean, they do say, they think the recovery won't be um, dramatic right. or quick. Um, there will still be affordability issues, a, yeah. a slightly weaker economy than we've had that yeah. will continue to hold back some buyers. Uh-huh. But it, we are um, moving to a stage of recovery. Yeah. We, as they say, as I'm reading this article right now, is um, the pace of recovery should progressively pick up once the economy clears this soft patch. Inflation returns to target. And the Bank of Canada reverses part of the massive rate increases it has in, uh, imposed since March 2022. So right. I don't know. Is yeah. the Bank of Canada going to reverse part of that? Maybe they think it is. Yeah. I, well, which lends a whole other yeah, conversation. I've never about, heard that, that yeah. uh, forecast before. But Well, you know, my my mortgage broker thinks so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. He, he thinks sort of toward the end of the year. Yeah, you know, so it will have done its job, and it will have done its job, and maybe overcorrected, and yeah. we're going to have to kind right. of uh, pare back a bit. So, right. so if you, you know, if you had a house you were thinking of selling, would you sell? I mean, if you were in any of those neighborhoods yes, that you've been visiting, absolutely. I would. Yeah. Are you kidding me? If yeah, I had, for sure. a, if I, my life circumstances, first of all, I think are the most important consideration. If you have to do it, do it. Yeah. Um, but if I had a unique property, for sure. Yeah. If I had a great agent who knew the market, knew how to show a home and, and uh, you know, to its um, optimum, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't hesitate right no, now. I, I think there's no reason to hesitate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think, uh, I think it's strong. I think yeah. right now in particular, and my guess would be next week after March break, we get a whole flood of inventory back in. Um, which will be good, I think, for everybody because it'll bring buyers out again. But I think we're going to have a really strong March. Yeah, I think so latter too. half. Yeah. 
probably April. And into the spring, and into yeah. the real spring, I think. And yeah. then it'll probably slow yeah. down a fair bit over the summer and then yeah. pick back up in the fall. Yeah. Maybe more so than the usual ebbs and flows. Yeah. But, so um, what we're saying, I think, is, you know, in the trenches, we feel it already. Yeah. We feel what um, reports like this RBC report are saying. We feel it already. Yeah. And um, I think that, um, you know, the tide is turning. Yeah. And um, I agree with you. I, I would have no hesitation in listing anything right now. Yeah. Even, you know, I do think homes at the higher end are sitting, but I often look at some of them. And I think, you know, I would be doing that, that, and that. That's yeah. why you're sitting. Right. Why aren't you people awake? Right. Yeah. I yeah. Think there's, those- <laughs> a, there's a lot of sort of, I think, uh, attitude from some sellers of two years ago, I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So, so I th- why yeah. would I need yeah. to? Yeah. yeah. So I often like have to like resist. Yeah. The urge to knock on the door and say, yeah, yeah, your place hasn't been on the market too long. Yeah. Your house is too nice. Uh, yes. It should be going. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's so, it's so curious. It's also curious to me in the buyer behavior and, mm-hmm. and I think also a lot of people have just gotten used to the interest rate situation and we never, we haven't mentioned that yet, but they obviously right. they didn't raise yeah. interest rates Came today. Up, yeah. mm-hmm. So that was, that was good. I don't think any of us were surprised. I thought that no, was I kind think of the Everybody was suggesting. A, a, yeah. A, a and thankfully um, yeah. they didn't. So I think that's going to put a little life back into things as well, mm-hmm. but people are just kind of getting used to it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, um, that's a psychological norm when there's any major change. Yeah. You, you know, you got a pattern of behavior you're used to for several years and whoa, all of a sudden you're changing things. People are going to naturally step back. That's right. Like you can't help but step back. Yeah, exactly. And question what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I think that stepping back is what's ended. Like people think, okay, now I get it. Yeah. And but, I think, okay, you know, it's like it's 5%. The sky hasn't fallen. Right. And five percent is not that bad, right? Yeah, it's sort of you know. Yeah, think of our parents or they were our parents. Exactly. I mean, you can't do that, but um, yeah, it's hard. It's like uh, you know, you're east, used to eating chocolate every day, and then you can't. That's right. Exactly. That's <laughs> every right. Every other day. Yeah, and you know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, because if you keep eating that chocolate, it's going to be bad for you. <laughs> but you do it anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good couple of months for for news. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. I think um, next week is March break. I think we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I think right after March break, it'll go crazy. Oh, yeah. And I think right after Easter, a lot yeah. of people, will li- those two things are kind yes. of markers, but they you are. Know, I think yeah. we'll ha- be steady until then. But then I predict like there's going to be a, you know, a lot more houses, I think, come onto the market. Definitely. But that, then again, there'd be a lot more buyers. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of feeds. Which is good. I yeah. think the more houses there are, the more buyers come out, the more competition there usually is. It's all good. It's mm-hmm. all it's all healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of new development happening around, too. I'm seeing lots of new condo projects popping up, smaller ones, but I'm also seeing a lot of, of uh, people renovating and building new homes on double double lots and different things like all of a sudden there seems to be more activity going on all over the place so Mm -hmm. that's a good sign as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. yeah anything else we need to contribute here you think that's wraps it up i think that's good yeah um yeah okay we'll uh keep you posted everyone on what we see and what we hear and Can we tell them what we've just decided to do today at the end of March? Yeah, Janelle and I are going to be hosting a Zoom webinar um, at the end of March on um, 
investments. Yeah, buying your first considerations and making your first investment purchase. Yeah. And we're really excited to do that. Um, and so we uh, hope that you look for more information on that and then join us. Yeah, we'll report back. Yeah, uh, we a just, little bit. We just decided today. I mean, we get yeah. so many questions. Oh yeah, about um, investment pur- yeah. purchases that it um, it makes sense to o- uh, answer those in uh, in a specific forum. So. Yeah. Uh, keep your ears open and eyes open for information about that because we hope many of you will join us for that. Yeah, and uh, and we'll go into this in detail, yeah. but I think now is the time to consider buying an investment property, especially in those markets where things are a little bit slower. Right. Mississauga, Hamilton is slow, mm-hmm. you know, London, you know, places like that. So we'll talk about it. Um, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in and make sure that you are following us on all of our social channels, which is at the Janelle Cameron team. And uh, make sure you you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our notifications when our new episodes drop, which is uh, every week. And in the meantime, reach out with any questions and we wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.